is your business plan very unclear and you're tirelessly working at a low-paying career? Let's help you get out of the rut and let go of the fear. It's time to excel into the million-dollar stratosphere. Now, here's your host of The Balanced Millionaire, who will take you there, Eileen Mendel. This is Eileen Mendel with The Balanced Millionaire. Our show is dedicated to inspiring, empowering, and educating business professionals to up-level their lives and their careers. My guests are intellectually stimulating and thought-provoking, and we have a special guest tonight who you'll love. Um, If you have any questions or would like to connect in with me, please feel free to connect with me through Facebook. LinkedIn, or Eileen at The Balanced Millionaire, where we look forward to any comments or suggestions. So let's get started and down to business here. Our guest is Midori Verity. She is the founder and CEO of Mox Life. She's a certified human behavior specialist, a mindset success coach, best-selling author, and show host. She is completely transforming the way ambitious ambitious professionals go for their goals by helping them discover the best path to excellence, the path of least resistance. In order to do that, you must break down negative behavioral loops and replace them with new patterns. This is what creates useful, lasting success in all areas of your life and you'll feel like you finally arrived. Midori has her bachelor's degree in communications and sociology from UC Davis and has put thousands of hours into continued training and research in this area. So welcome, Midori, to our show. Oh, my gosh. Thank you so much for having me. Oh, you're welcome. So I'm anxious to hear how to reprogram the subconscious because everybody needs to get out of some habits that are self-sabotaging. So let's get started. And how did you get started in this in the first place? Well, you know, I went through a little midlife crisis. And what was going on was my husband and I had a business together. We had it for about 15 years. And I just woke up one morning. It was my birthday. And I remember waking up and just having this feeling of darkness, of dread, like this giant, dark, wet blanket was just laying on me. And I didn't want to get up. I didn't want to do anything. And what was happening was I was going through, it was kind of the start of a depression. And it went on for about six months. And finally, I just got sick of myself. And I decided, okay, that's it. It's time to find find my way out of here instead of feeling so stuck and depressed, I need to figure out what's going on, why I feel this way, and what I'm going to do next. So basically, that led me on a journey of self-discovery and self-development, and I was introduced to this whole science of neuroplasticity and neuroscience, and that's where I found out the power of our thoughts 
and the stories that we tell ourselves or say about ourselves and how our brain and our mindset really dictate everything in our life. But the beauty of that is that we can get control of it and change it. So that's basically how I even got into this world. So did you start out then um, with uh, some kind of uh, training in, in this whole area? Or how did you get started as far as delving deeper? I know there's like Joe Dispenza has been around for a while and I'm a follower of him myself. But what kind of things did you do to dig deeper into this area that make you an expert now? Yeah, so I, in college, I studied this, you know, I had psych, I have a psychology um, background and sociology and then communications, but has to do all with our mindset, you know, the way that you speak and what you say about yourself, that's all part of communications. And that's a huge part of your mindset. But since then, I have gone to numerous trainings, read everything. I do follow Joe Dispenza and um, a number of other people who are in the neuroscience world. And basically, what it started as was something for myself. And I use it all the time. I use it to dig myself out of that depression. I use it to completely transform my career. And now I've used it with my clients. So, you know, it's basically (laughs) once you start using it yourself, and you start digging deeper. It's been, I've been using this for over a decade now. So it's just kind of who I am and what I do. And have you used anything like Centerpoint or you know, any of those gadgets? Or do you just, is this something, you know, tell us a little bit more about the techniques you use. There's all kinds of different techniques. Basically what I do is I help clients figure out what is it that they are saying about themselves? What is their belief pattern that they have? That's tripping them up. So I help them identify what those negative thoughts are, what those negative things are that they are thinking, because you have to be aware of it first. So I have a whole assessment program that they go through. We figure that out. And then what we do is we learn how to change those beliefs, how we how to change those habits so that we can reinstitute new ones that serve them better. And when we start making a whole new cycle so that it becomes a new lifestyle, a new habit, rather than just continuing to try different things, we really work on these these cycles of 90 days where they are aware of what their behavior is, what their beliefs are, and what they're going to change and what what they're going to say about themselves and reprogramming it through 90 days. And so we go through a whole system um, that helps clients really transform. By the end of 90 days, they are on, not to say that they're fixed and they're all better, but they are in a much different place than they were at the beginning of the 90 days. Now, how do you know if you're stuck in a self-sabotaging habit? I mean, what, you know, some people don't even recognize that it's self-sabotaging. What are some right. of the sign, signs and signals that one can, you know, get a, is there a checklist? <laughs> There's a lot of things. There's things such as procrastination. If you notice that you are procrastinating over something, you know that you should do it or that you want to do it, but you're coming up with all kinds of reasons why you cannot do it or why you are not doing it. So that's one. 
um, shiny objects. If you keep on going after shiny objects and it's taking you off your original plan or your focus that you originally had, um, if you are coming up with any type of excuses, those are just signs. If you know that you want to get from point A to point D, but you seem to be stuck in A and B, that's a good indication that something's going on that's getting in your way. And so I, one thing that I have my clients do that's really, really easy is you figure out, okay, what is it that I want to achieve? Maybe it's that you want to start a new business or maybe it's that you want to rise up in your career. You want to really get into the executive suite, but for some reason you're not. So what the exercise is, is you ask yourself, okay, what am I not doing and why am I not? Am I feeling that there's something that's scaring me and really diving deep into that? Because chances are there is. When you start un uncovering the layers, it really comes down to these simple concepts of, oh my gosh, it's fear. There's a fear there. And then you go to the next stage. Okay, why am I scared? What is it, what is it that I'm afraid of? And writing it out. And then thinking, okay, so now that I know what it is that I'm afraid of, what's the worst that can happen? Am I going to lose my home? What, are, what can happen? And then what can I do to change that? What's the story that I'm saying in my head that's keeping me from advancing? So that's kind of the first stage of figuring out what it is that's holding you back and getting a little bit of control over it. Does that make sense? Yes. So there's, there's a number of exercises. And basically, do you facilitate those exercises and... Um, or is it you just you tell someone, here's the exercises, repeat this on a daily basis? Or how does it actually work so that it sticks? Because sometimes people want to revert back to the habit. Right. Super important. So the first step is, of course, identifying them. You have to be aware. So there's three A's that I tell or that I teach to all my clients to help them break these habits, to help them become aware of them and learn how to overcome them. So the first one is awareness. And there's a few different ways to do that. One is through the exercise that I just talked about. But often there are deeper issues going on that we're not aware of. And so there's an assessment that I have my clients do uh, that helps them really, helps me help them identify it. And then once they hear it, they're like, oh, okay, that makes sense. I do have a fear of rejection. I do have a fear over money. I do have a fear that people won't like me or accept me. And we just start diving deeper. And through this assessment, I can usually see it pretty clearly because I've been doing it for so long. And then we take that awareness and we go into the next A, which is action. And so what that means is you want to take, you can't, you can't just know about it. You have to have the action steps that push you to overcome it. So we usually come up with 90-day goals. What are going to be the 90-day goals that the client wants to achieve? So if it's business-related, we think, okay, so in 90 days, what is going to move you forward towards accomplishing your goals? And then also, what is the mindset part that we want to work on that we need to really get a hold of so that you can start breaking through these challenges and life just becomes easier and your success starts becoming easy and you stop self-sabotaging yourself. So that's the second step. And then the third step is the accountability. Mm -hmm. So 
that is where, if you think of it this way, people who are trying to work out and exercise, when they have a fitness coach at the gym who's waiting for them, chances are they're going to show up because they know that someone's waiting for them and expecting them, and maybe they're paying that person. So you're going to show up even if you feel tired or your legs hurt or you have a headache and you can come up with a million excuses. But having that accountability person there is going to make you show up and they're probably going to help you push through whatever challenge it is. So if you're saying, oh, I'm just too tired, I feel sick, they're going to get you to, to get your workout in anyway and then you're going to feel great afterwards. So it's the same way with this with mindset and with trying to achieve your goals. And this is often where people get tripped up. They may be aware of certain things that they want to change. They may know what their goals are. They may have a beautiful 90 day blueprint, but there's the part that's missing is the accountability. And so that's why it's so important to have these three A's in place and in, in strong to help you push through when you don't feel like doing it. Now, can you give us an example of one of the uh, clients uh, who basically uh, had some big uh, paradigms or habits that um, were keeping them from from a, their success or being on that tra right track? Yes. Yeah. I have a client named Jessica, and she's someone who I actually knew for a long time, and I see her at business events all the time, and she always looked beautiful. She was dressed impeccably. She's a stylist and she looked phenomenal. So I just figured she was successful and so did everybody else. And one day we were in a mastermind and master, it was a small mastermind and we became, we were paired up together and we became pretty intimate. And she divulged to me, she said, Midori, I have been in startup mode with my business for five years. The most I have ever made is $4,200 in a full year. And I was totally shocked. But anyway, we started digging deeper and she ended up coming through my program. And what we found is that it went back to her childhood. She was raised by a single mom and scarcity wasn't always an issue. Her mom was always working. And so she wasn't present with Jessica. So Jessica always had this feeling that she wanted more love, that she didn't want to upset anybody because then that meant that they wouldn't love her or they wouldn't like her. So what was happening in her business, even though she was so skilled, she couldn't close a deal. She didn't want to ask for the money. So she was going out and doing these jobs for free or say what she would say is, oh, you know what? Just pay me whatever you think is fair. And so she, that's how she made $4,200 in a year. But obviously that's not enough to run a business and to make a living. So we worked really hard. We worked together for six months and worked hard on retraining her brain and re changing her thought patterns so that she had stronger thought patterns. So fast forward, within six months, she was making about $12,000 a month. So her income went way up. Yeah. And what we did, though, because she still felt uncomfortable asking for the money. That was just that's still her thing. But with her business, we got her a person to deal with the sales. So she would go in, she'd do the presentation, she'd get the customer to approve whatever the deal was, but then she had someone who went in to close. And that's how we helped her segue through all this. 
so that she could do what she was great at, stay in her zone of genius, and she became more confident and more strong, but she knew through her awareness that she was not comfortable asking for the money. So we solved that problem by getting her someone to help her with sales. And now her business has gone way beyond the 12000 a month. But she's a great example of how learning what the underlying issue is and finding what you're going to do, having a plan of action and having that accountability coach can really help move you forward. So she's just one great example. And that's a common story that I hear. It's not necessarily that someone hasn't excelled in their business, but there's something within them that's holding them back in their business or holding them back from moving forward. So can you help the audience with some exercises? Some some of us, I mean, I right now I work, you know, in collaboration with others, but I also do a lot of stuff on my own. And, you know, sometimes it gets uh, lonely or what you might call depressing or whatever, because you're not making, you know, you're frustrated, you're not making the progress. You know, what are some of the things, exercises that we um, as, you know, business owners can do to help us get through some tough challenges and tough moments? Yeah. So the first thing is becoming aware. You have to know what your triggers are. If it's that you're comparing yourself, that's a huge issue is that comparison syndrome. Um, figuring out what your triggers are that cause you to feel less confident and then coming up with a plan. Okay. So I know that when I go to events, you know, I'm just giving an example of things that I hear from my clients, that I go to events and I see these people that I've known for years and they're doing better than I am, I feel smaller. So becoming aware of that and then figuring out, okay, so when I feel like that, what are going to be the steps that I take, the action steps that I take to get me out of that, that feeling? So it can be small things, small actions, but it's really important that you do something, that you have a plan. So it could be that you know that you feel better when you start working out and you're going to make a promise to yourself that you're going to work out three times a week. Maybe it's just 10 minutes. It's a walk every day, whatever it is, but you're going to promise yourself and you're going to do it and make sure that you do that. Because what happens when you make these micro promises to yourself is you build up self-trust. And with self-trust, you build up confidence. And then with that confidence, you can do more things. So it's just starting small and then pushing yourself to do other things. But really stepping into that which you're scared of. So building up that muscle. So for some people, it is something that they're afraid of as being rejected. So, okay, so when I go to an event, I'm afraid that I won't meet people, and so therefore I'm not going to go to an event. So instead, what you want to do is think, okay, I know that I should be networking more, and so I'm going to force myself to go to three different events this month. I'm going to write them on my calendar. I'm going to go. I'm going to visualize before I go what I, you know, networking and, and having a great conversation with people. I'm going to have a plan when I go in. And the more that you push yourself to do it, it becomes easier. And again, you're building up your self-trust and you're building up your confidence every time you do that. And it just becomes part of who you are. And that becomes your part, your pattern, and that becomes your new habit. 
over time. So it's all kind of the same process, but how this breaks down, the science behind this is you got to identify what your, what your belief is first, what your limiting thoughts are, and then you got to identify what the behavior is that's holding you back. But then when you are able to accomplish that goal that you have, what's that reward? So you want to keep the, the reward the same, but change the behavior. And when you can do that, then it becomes something that you can be successful at. Does that make sense? Did I yes. say that clearly? So what you're saying is, you know, everybody should have some kind of goal or vision. And that's basically, you know, the life coaching. That's what I do as well. But a lot of people, like you said, they may, you know, know some steps or be able to identify the steps that they need to take, mm-hmm. but they're stuck. Perhaps, you know, a, a, maybe they've taken three or four steps forward, but the next step seems intimidating to them. Right. That's why it's so, so important to have either a mentor or a coach or someone who's already achieved what you want to achieve there to support you. That trusting person, not your mom, not your dad, not your best friend who is on the same level as you, but someone who's already achieved it because that's the person who is going to push you through when you don't want to, because it's just like a diet. You know, when you, when you have those moments of weakness, it's easy to go after those cookies that you know you shouldn't have. But if you have that person that you can call and say, okay, this is how I'm feeling. I am feeling super low today. Um, I don't want to do this. That coach or that even that mentor, whoever it is, is going to be there to say, I get it. I understand. But here's what you need to do. You need to push through. You need to go take yourself and, and do this activity to help you get to that next stage. Does that make sense? Yes. Yeah. It's so important to have that. And I want to go back a little bit because for so many people, they think, yeah, you know, I know that I don't. I don't like doing sales. I'm not a salesperson or I'm a procrastinator or whatever they say about themselves. But there's this, this concept from a book that I read um, called The Four Agreements. I don't know if you've heard of it, but I know a lot of people have read it. Oh, yes. Yeah, it's a, it's a famous book. But basically what it comes down to is we have these, what, we, what I call the, your personal book of laws. And what that means is, In our core, the way that we are raised, our experiences, our past, define what we believe is okay and what's not okay. And they become what what we define as our personal book of laws. And so we don't want to break these laws. When we break these laws, that means that we're going to have guilt or shame. But what the problem is, is when we want to go outside of this this little microcosm of our world, and do something bigger, be, show up in the world stronger, be more successful, be seen, or you know, just do something that maybe from your childhood you weren't taught to do or it was not okay to do when you were being raised. So you want to be aware of what those are because those personal book of laws are so strong and they can hold you back your entire life. 
So when you're doing the exercises, such as we talked about earlier, thinking of, okay, so why am I afraid to put in my resume to go after that job that is um, in the C-suite? Or why am I afraid to go after starting my own business? What is it? And so what you want to do is really dig deep and keep on asking yourself why, why, why until you find that core. And chances are when you dig deep enough, you're going to find out where that came from. Maybe it was that your mom was the person, she was a follower. Your father was a dominant person and there's no shame in all, in any of this. It's just becoming aware of it. But your father was a dominant person. Your mother followed along, never questioned anything. And so you learned that behavior. And so the fact that you want to go rise up and be a boss, imagine the constraints that you have from your childhood. So really becoming aware of what those are and learning the steps and having someone to help you break through those challenges is what it takes. So what you're talking about sounds more like the inner child, the inner child or is your subconscious also what you grew up with, what you were honed on and the pattern that you developed um, based on the way you were taught things when you were growing up. So you're basically addressing you know, what the inner child of you believes and change, helping to change those beliefs because or proving those beliefs false, basically. Absolutely, yes. When you oh. say book of lies, or those, those beliefs are not true, not true, not true. You could just X them all out. <laughs> right, and it's, it's easier said than done because when it's your whole life, that you've believed, you've, you've ruled, you know, this is your Bible, really. It's your personal Bible. It can be stronger than a Bible. Um, when you've been raised with this, to break those rules that you've been, that have kept you safe, mentally safe, because if you play by the rules that you've designed, then you don't have that guilt or shame. But and when you break through those rules, boy, that's really stretchy and that can be scary because you can be rejected. You can lose money. You can fail. And for a lot of people, that is something that can hold you back your entire life. So just like an alcoholic, to, to break out of being an alcoholic or a drug addict or any type of pattern that you have that, that has been safe for you, it's hard. You need support. And so that's why I say these three A's. If it, when it comes down to the three A's, if you can get a hold of those, you're going to do it. You're going to be successful. Now, a common theme that I hear all the time and that you've probably heard, especially among, among women, more, than, more so than men, uh, women are more than happy to admit this. There's the perfection complex as well as the not deserving not good enough complex oh yeah yes yeah the perfection you know perfectionism again it comes down to fear and shame if you're not perfect if you do not do everything right then you may be rejected someone may not like you and that's not safe so it all comes down to the same thing but often for those of us who have that perfectionism syndrome some things that may help help you identify it is if when you were growing up, you had a teacher or a, a athletic coach or a parent that said you didn't do this right. 
you need to go redo it. This is terrible. You, you have an F. That stays with us. That stuff is powerful and we don't want to feel that rejection. So we will stay within the boundaries of trying to be perfect. And that's when you notice that you have that analysis paralysis. You go after shiny objects. You do things to, to hold yourself back because you don't want that rejection of failing, of not being, not being seen as that perfect person. I see that all the time. Let's hold that thought and go to a quick break, and we'll be right back. My business has lost its upward momentum. I'm working up to 14 hours a day, but my sales seem to have plateaued. I'm so overwhelmed. I used to have that same problem, but ever since I found the Balanced Millionaire Consulting Firm, our sales and profits have risen sharply. Even our staff is more engaged, and the atmosphere is full of energy. I have no time to work on my business to develop new sales and marketing strategies. I would love to expand, have strategic partnerships, and access to financing. You can do all of that and more. The Balanced Millionaire Consulting Team advises you on streamlining your operations, establishing alliances, and most importantly, increasing your revenues and profits. Let us help you build value and reduce stress in your business. Take charge. Don't let your business control your life. Visit TheBalancedMillionaire.com or call 442-224-0160 for a free consultation. That's 442-224-0160 or TheBalancedMillionaire.com. I am Eileen Mendel, founder and CEO of The Balanced Millionaire. Who are we and what is our mission? We are a strategic business advisory firm dedicated to advancing leadership and business growth. Listen to what our clients have to say about us. I was blessed to meet Eileen. She has done numerous things for my business, from giving me professional advice to introducing me to new connections and going as far as finding me new team members. I cannot say enough about her and her business for the help they have given to my company. I've been working with the Balanced Millionaires team. They've helped me in setting up a concrete plan to get my business to the next level. Eileen is a cheering, inspiring and benevolent advisor. Knowing that she's gone through the same challenges gives me the confidence that I'm on the right track. If you are a growing seven or eight figure business that is ready to reach new heights, contact us at info at thebalancemillionaire.com. That's info at thebalancemillionaire.com. Well, we're back with The Balanced Millionaire, and I have as my guest Midori Verity from Mox Life, and we were just talking about how the habits that we have and beliefs are holding us back and self-sabotaging our way to our goal, and so Midori, uh, how do you change that thinking? What is the What's going on with um, the dialogue, the, the, the things that, you know, if, what, if one is feeling like, okay, I, I'm a perfectionist and I feel shame and rejection if I go out there and do this, how do you change that way of thinking? What's, what's the next step when they've identified yeah. that? There's a lot of things you can do, but this is a really fun way to 
help you start changing that story. Cause it's really, it's a story. It's your story that you're playing in your head, right? It's a story of, of what you're saying about yourself. So once you become aware of what those loops are, what those stories are, then what I want you to do is write down the behaviors that you want to change, the limiting beliefs that you want to change, and then come up with a new story. So if your story has been, I really want to start my own business, but I'm afraid I'm going to make a mistake and that people are going to reject me and I'm going to fail and it's going to be totally humiliating. I want you to change it. So take all those limiting beliefs and just flip them. So instead create a story that says, I am incredibly successful. I have huge momentum behind me because I trust myself because I have the skills to accomplish my goals. And I'm surrounding myself with people who are supporting me, who are my cheerleaders that are pushing me towards the, the success that I want to have and really diving deep. So think about how you want to feel as you're going through this process, what it looks like when you achieve that goal as you're achieving it. So let's say you want to have a, have your own business that's bringing in $5 million a year, you know, get specific. What is it? So maybe it's, you want to be an interior designer and you're bringing in $5 million a year. You have a new name to your business and you're dressing a certain way. You have a new home, you have employees, you have a new title. You want to be very specific in what this world looks like. And as you're writing this new story, write it in the present tense as though it's already happened. So for me, I have the Mox life. And so this is just kind of a quick example of a story that I would write. I'm the founder and CEO of the Mox life. We bring in $7 million a year, a year. I have 40 staff who work for me full time. I also have coaches that work underneath me teaching the same process so that we are influencing thousands. We're influencing over 10,000 people every single year and helping them break their mindset challenges so that they feel more empowered and happier and stronger and living the life that they want to be living. I now live in a home that is overlooking the ocean and Laguna. Um, this is the way I dress, et cetera, et cetera. But that's just kind of what you want to do. And you really want to see yourself in the story because what's happening as you get more clear on this is it's changing your subconscious mind because your subconscious mind is where all the power is. Your subconscious mind is what drives you without you even thinking about it. So what you want to do, everything that we've talked about in this interview, what you're trying to do is take that is to become aware of what your challenges are, what your beliefs are, and move it to your conscious brain, which is your, what's called your prefrontal cortex. Because in your prefrontal cortex, in your conscious brain, that's where you gain control. And that's where the magic happens. So that your conscious brain can say to your subconscious brain, okay, here's the deal. We're changing our story. This is how it's going to be now. And we're going to start taking steps to get us there. So without making it so hard every time, you are subconsciously starting to take the, the mini steps to get you to where you want to go. And it's almost like magic 
But when you really understand how this works and you really learn how to incorporate these techniques and you're doing it on a consistent basis, consistency is the key and you have someone who's helping you through it, all of a sudden you start seeing the success and it doesn't feel so hard. You're not feeling like you're running up against all these challenges because no longer are you self-sabotaging yourself to keep yourself safe in that small world that you originally had. Does that make sense? It does. And um, when I think about when you said addiction, it's not just when we think about addiction, we think of, you know, alcohol or whatever. But really, people are addicted to spending a lot of time on social media, spending a lot of time on their emails and whatever uh, as an avoidance behavior. An avoidance of actually doing what needs to get done to move themselves to the next level. And so when you talk to somebody who's like stuck in the same place and you ask them like, what have you been doing? You know, they say, well, you know, I'm posting on social media and I'm, <laughs> I'm sending out some emails and you know, it's, it's like, wait a minute, you know, what is it? Uh, the Einstein saying, um, if you keep doing what you do the doing. same thing. Yeah. That's insanity. <laughs> it's, it's, yes. Yeah. Definition of insanity. <laughs> Yeah, people don't realize, maybe they don't even notice that they're resorting to, you know, this electronic age of, you know, distraction when they're not getting down to, like, they should be shutting all that down and getting down to business of what, you know, even if it means shutting off all devices and handwriting down what your plan is, what your plan of action is and start doing it. Yeah, and that's where, you know, so when I talked about the 90-day goals, I always have my clients talk about their, you know, what the what the mindset part is going to be that they're changing. But also, it comes down to the tangible goals too. So your business goals. So if you want to start launch your business in 90 days, okay, then there's a lot of work that needs to happen, and we need to be super clear on what those steps are. And so when you tell me that you've been Um, you know, checking your emails and maybe starting blogs, but not finishing them or, you know, as a coach, and I know, you know, you're in this world too, we can easily identify what's really going on. And we can tell that it's something that they're doing to sidetrack them or keep them from the, from the things that they don't necessarily want to do or the things that scare them. So as a business coach and as a mindset coach, that's where I help them identify what's really going on so that we can move them forward and create those habits that are really going to change what they're doing. So instead of, so they can identify, oh gosh, that's right. Midori said that I am procrastinating and this is, this is the behavior that I do when I'm procrastinating. So now I'm aware of that. And I need to force myself to get done what I said I was going to get done. So I need to make those 10 sales calls that I promised I would do. You know what I mean? So that they are seeing what they need to do and it's clear for them. It's on a blueprint so they know each day their main goals that they need to achieve. And by the end of the day, they're going to have that mental reward of knowing that they did what they said they were going to do and that they're moving forward and that this is starting to become their new lifestyle, their new habits that they are incorporating to move them forward. And like you said, yeah, there's the mental reward. And you also talked about other rewards uh, such as like going, you know, maybe going to take a short walk in nature or 
um, going to um, let's let's say uh, going to a park and um, and you know just lying down on the grass and 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 just maybe meditating or you know thinking thinking of all the things that you love in life you know I mean taking time out for yourself rather than just running 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 because a lot of us uh, business owners run ourselves ragged and and we're not leaving time or self-nurturing either so it's right getting the reward of like i've accomplished something now i can take that break is that is that what you're talking about when you say reward also besides the mental reward of doing it yeah it's all of it and i love that you brought up meditation because i think meditation is such a huge component of all of this and so you know, for me, I do a 15 minute meditation every single morning. I also do one like a quick one at nighttime and I have all my clients do it because what happens is once you learn how to meditate and you're working with, with a coach or a mentor on what you're going to be achieving, it helps clear your brain. It helps clear that clutter. And so if you're feeling overwhelmed or you're feeling like you don't know really what to do or you're having all these things come up in your mind through meditation, you could clear that junk out of your head and just have that freedom. And when, once you have that, it's amazing. These, these, the creativity that can happen and the way that it just becomes easier to move forward when you give yourself a little bit of that space. You know, I'm smiling right now because um, I have this little statue on my desk. that says clean desk colored mind that one of my colleagues gave to me. And it's so true that, um, you know, when we're working in business, our mind just goes a mile a minute, um, you know, and, you know, while we're, you know, working, whatever, yeah, you have a cluttered desk and then you, you push everything aside, you're neating it up, but your mind is still cluttered. So you have to get yeah. away from that. It's so true. It's so true. Whenever I, I went to, I was doing a presentation a couple of weeks ago and I live in Northern California, so I had to drive about three hours through Silicon Valley in San Francisco, which is a nightmare. If you've ever been up here, there's constant traffic. It's just like in LA. And by the time I got to my destination, thankfully I had time to go check into my hotel and I just did that 15 minute meditation to just ground me again and just calm myself down so that I could be clear and I could show up for for my clients and do what I needed to do. But meditation is a huge part of this. You know, when we talk about mindset, we talk about brain science, meditation is better than any medication that you can take because it gives you that, that tool to help clear, clear everything out of there that's not serving you and help you become more peaceful in accomplishing what you want to accomplish. What are some of the other tools uh, that one can use to reward themselves, to, you know, to make themselves feel like, you know, um, I've got to reach, you know, do this, uh, you know, whatever it is, a step. But now, if once I do it, I'm going to reward myself. Um, you know, would that be like a vacation somewhere or maybe go out to get a massage or, you know, what, what are some other things? Give us some other ideas of what is a, um, to step themselves up and be realistic, um, you know, what other kinds of rewards can one offer themselves to, to motivate themselves 
to make that change, you know, keep going with it and, and just leave it, leave that old habit behind. Right. So it really depends on the person. Some people hate massages. Some people love them. Some people love having the opportunity to go for a walk, but really kind of just diving deep and thinking, what are the things that make me feel good? When am I super happy? Because often what happens too is this is part of the self-sabotage. The things that do make us happy, like such as taking our dog out for a walk, like just a leisurely walk, we don't go do because there's something inside of us that's telling us we don't deserve that. We don't deserve to go feel that. And so just really getting clear on what it is that you enjoy, writing them out and deciding, okay, you know what? Today I have to accomplish these three goals. And I do tell my clients, write down three primary things every single day that you want to accomplish, and that's it. If there's more things that you accomplish, awesome. But as long as you accomplish these three things, it's a win. And just revel in that. Know that you have done very well. So maybe that's allowing yourself to take off early that day. So instead of working till 5 o'clock, you work till 3 o'clock because you accomplished those goals. And you can go do whatever you want. Go play with your kids. Go pick up your kids from school and go take them out to have ice cream or you know whatever it is. But thinking about what, it, what are the things that you love that maybe you don't allow yourself to do as much. Some people like to take off a whole week. Um, I just went to an event where the founder of the, the person who was hosting the entire conference, she works three, three weeks a month and she, she starts working in the, every single morning when she is in the three weeks of work, where she starts working at like five in the morning and then she quits at five, 3 p.m. And that's what she does. And she's just kind of gotten herself into this habit. And so during that time, she's working really, really hard. But at 3 p.m., she knows that's it. There's no more work. She is going to go spend time with her kids and have quality time. And that's what she does. And that's her reward. So really just kind of coming up with a lifestyle that works for you. So, so is that, isn't, it, isn't it in psychology, it's called positive conditioning, so to speak? I mean, I'm, I'm just even thinking of like the Pavlov theory and all that. Like you're basically saying, you know, here's what you've got to do which is like, you know, training, even training your, your pet, you know, here's what, you know, the pet has to learn. And then I'm going to give them a biscuit. So but you're doing the same thing with yourself. You were saying, you know, you're telling yourself, I got to achieve these th three goals today. And then I will go out and get, you know, an ice cream sundae to reward myself. Is right. it the same kind of, is it like, the conditioning uh, process or is that what we're doing with the brain? Exactly. Yep. Just like, yeah, just like Pavlov's dogs, but we don't want to you know, refer to ourselves as dogs, but yeah, right, exactly. It's but it's like we're, tricking, same... we're tricking our subconscious. Yeah. There's a famous book that talks about habits and it's all this concept that we're talking about where you have your belief that you, that you are holding on to, and then you have your behavior and then you have a reward. Three steps. So what you want to do is change the behavior that's not serving you anymore. So it could be the procrastination that we talked about. It could be, you know, that you're checking, that you notice that you start checking your emails all the time or your social media, whatever that is, but changing it. And then when you have, when you do what you wanted to do, you have a reward. So you keep the reward the same. And the, you change that belief that you have, but you change the behavior at the same time. And when you do that, 
that's what starts creating these this pattern, this lifestyle. You know, people call it new conditioning, but I call it a lifestyle. And so once you start doing that, it takes 90 days to change a to start incorporating a habit. If it's a strong, strong habit that you have from your childhood, it might take longer. But you know that after 90 days, at least you'll start seeing some change. And that becomes the new conditioning. So you know that, you know, when you you start setting yourself up, okay, every single day I'm going to have three primary things I'm going to accomplish. And I can't stop until that's done. But I also might get that done in three hours. And then I have my reward. So it's just really kind of just playing these games with yourself until it becomes who you are, until it becomes your, the, your regular habit of what you do every single day. How far in advance should you write down, like, should you write down on a, on a Sunday or a weekend the three things that you want to do each day or do you do the one or two days in advance? Because you don't want to, you don't want to get yourself overwhelmed either if there's some big tasks to be accomplished. So how do you, uh, you know, chunk that out um, going, you know, going forward? Should one plan like the night ahead of time or uh, on the weekend for the whole week? What's, what's the best way to do that? Yeah, I'm a total planner. So I like to break everything down into 90 day chunks. So we figure out what the main goal is in 90 days that we want to achieve. And I give my clients up to three primary goals that they want to achieve. And then each week I have a binder that they fill out. So some people like to do it on Sunday. Other people like to wake up early in the morning on Monday and do it. So however, whatever works best for you, that's what you want to do. But you want to have your, your needle turner, your, your big, um, the big one item that you want to achieve each week. So maybe it's that you want to get X amount of clients. Okay, great. So what are you going to do Monday through Friday to help you achieve those? What needs to be happening each of those days? And you break it down for each day of that week. So Monday through Friday, what are you going to be doing? What are the three things that you need to accomplish that are going to be your needle turners towards getting you towards your big goal? So yeah, I'm absolutely about that because if you don't write it out, if you aren't super clear on what needs to happen, it is very easy for those shiny objects to come in and sidetrack you. And it's interesting, uh, for someone like myself, I got a lot of uh, solicitations and phone calls uh, on a daily basis. And, uh, you know, some people you don't know when you pick up the phone or, you know, they say, you know, they leave a kind of a a mysterious message. You don't know whether they're clients or they're trying to get you to buy something. So how do you, um, what do you, how do you deal with that when these, uh, you have a plan for the day. I know that, but then you get, you know, interruptions throughout the day and, and, uh, it's very difficult sometimes, uh, you know, unless you have, uh, an answering service or, you know, somebody, a virtual assistant to defray a lot of these distractions that just happen to come up. Right. You know, I was, I was at a conference and Brian Tracy was talking, Brian Tracy, for those of you who don't know, is a huge business, um, I wouldn't even say he's a coach. He's just kind of a, he's a business expert. And one of the things he said is you guard your time, you protect it. You don't let anyone come in and interrupt it. So if you know, let's say part of your business is writing, you have to write a blog a day or, you know, whatever it is, but that takes full concentration. Then you know that 
from seven in the morning until 10 in the morning, nothing is allowed to interrupt you. So you simply, you put your phone away, your phone's not even in the room and you turn off whatever it is that, you know, any alerts, you turn all that off so that you can stay focused. This is the same concept. They've proved that those who think that they are great multitaskers, they aren't as, they aren't as efficient. When you are trying to do something, you want to dive deep into whatever that is and not try to do multiple things at the same time. Because when you focus on one thing, you have a much higher chance of getting that done quicker. Have you heard that? Yes, I have, actually. And it's interesting um, because uh, I had this conversation with a friend of mine, a, a male, and he said, you know, basically he debunked the multitasking. I said, women can multitask because that's in our innate nature because we have, you know, a lot of women have children. Um, you have to watch your child while you're, you know, cooking, doing the laundry, whatever, you know, you're, you have to do a lot of different things in order to keep, you know, things going and things in motion. Whereas men are very single focused. And he basically, he said to me that, I don't know if he's read this before or whatever, but he said, um, you, you, are, you, you, you are more efficient if you only do and focus in on one thing at a time. Yeah, it's actually a proven fact. Um, and men are better at it than women. And I think, I'm sure it comes back to, uh, you know, just history. Of we have been the caretakers in general, and so that's what we have to do. But it is a proven fact that you want to stay focused on one thing, and you'll be able to dive deeper into it, especially when it comes to things that take a lot of attention. If you're trying to do different things, it's going to be tougher um, so you want to stay focused on one thing. They talk about, you, you know, breaking it down to 20 minute chunks if it's something that's really difficult. Um, but yeah, it's just, it's just been proven. When you think about men, the way that we shop, so a man, a man versus a woman, a man can know that they need to go into a grocery store because they need to get eggs and milk and they're going to go into the store and they're going to get eggs and milk. Whereas for us women, we're going to be walking around, seeing what else is there, you know, what's, what's new, what looks fun, and we get sidetracked. And that's just the way that we are programmed. It's different. But if you want to have more success and make it easier on yourself, focusing on one thing is going to be a lot easier for you. I think that's good. That's really good advice. And uh yeah, I catch myself a lot of times falling into that multitask trap. And, you know, that's why a lot of people also, they, they're they on their phones while they're driving and they get into accidents. Or, you know, like I said, um, you know, I have a, a, you know, a relative who's on the phone and sending out text messages at the same time. I mean, how can your brain do one thing well? <laughs> Right. Do things at the same time and do them well. You can't. You can't. Yeah. And so it's kind of just catching ourselves and thinking, oh my gosh, you're right. When I am watching my kids and trying to cook, my food doesn't turn out the same. It's when I can fully concentrate. But that's just kind of our reality. Um, you know, another thing to think about to help us get more into our conscious brain is. If, you're, if you drive the same way to work every day or you drive the same way to go drop off your kids at school or you do something that's habitual, changing that up. 
So instead of driving, you know, down the same roads to get to work every day, change it, go a different way. And what happens is it starts to become part of our conscious brain. It forces us to think about it and bring it to the forefront. Because if you think about it, if you notice how many times have you gone somewhere that you go to on a regular basis and you don't even realize how you got there. You don't remember what you saw. You don't remember what you did. You don't remember how many lights you went through or, or anything else because you're so, you, you can kind of zone out. It's almost like you're in a, a hypnotic state because you're so used to doing it. Yes. And so what that, what's happening there is your subconscious brain is driving you. And I think they say 60 or 70% of everything that we do every single day is subconscious. We're not even aware of what we're doing. So when we're looking at emails constantly or we're looking at our cell phones, that often is pre-programmed in our brain. It's subconscious. We're not aware of what we're doing. But then when we do things such as changing the way we drive to work, something as simple as changing the way that we drive to work so that we're more aware, it makes us use our conscious brain more so that we can think, oh, you know what? That's right. Midori said... I need to stop looking at my emails so much. I promised that I was going to focus on X, Y, and Z today, and so now I'm going to do it. And it just helps you get gain more control of what you're doing. Yeah, I love I love that analogy of changing it up and and just using something very simple like driving back and forth to work or where you drop your kids off to school and changing the way that you you know the route that you take. To, to get there and the route that you take to get back. Which is- Anything, yeah. You know, if you go to the grocery store and you always go to the left, go to the right. Just change it up. Well, we're running, out of, we're running out of time here, but I enjoy talking to you. How can people get in touch with you? The easiest way is just go straight to my website, and you can email me from there, but it's themoxmoxlife.com, and um, I have free tools on there. I have all kinds of videos and blogs. Everything's free, but there's a lot of tools that can help you start taking the steps to change the trajectory of where you're going. Well, thank you so much for being on our show, and I enjoyed uh, the a uh, lot of the tips that you gave us. Um, I uh, hope that uh, people will go ahead and take a look at your website and use some of these good uh, types of um, tools such as uh, rewards and tracking your beliefs and behaviors so that they can get to that next level. And of course, you always need a mentor. So if you need a mentor, you can contact Midori. You can contact myself. Um, Midori just gave you, you know, how to contact her. You can go to my website also at www.thebalancedmillionaire.com. So thank you so much for being on our show tonight, Midori. And, um, it's been a great, it's been a pleasure to have you here. Thank you for having me. I've enjoyed talking with you. You're welcome. Thank you for tuning into The Balanced Millionaire with your host, Eileen Mendel, CEO of InnerEdge International, business consultant, multimedia marketing expert, renowned speaker and author. Connect with Eileen Mendel, The Balanced Millionaire. Increase your confidence, creativity, balance, awareness, direction, motivation, and catapult your business to the next level and beyond.